Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. everybody hello and welcome to this week's episode of got your ears on guido here along with scoop here's johnson and johnson <laughs> uh gentlemen back from unhappy valley as it were i guess let me ask you guys we'll start it off right off the top here were either any of you surprised did the game was there anything surprising about the game uh yeah there- yeah i mean my I have one mildly surprising thing. Yes. I I have no surprising things. Like I I could have that is exactly what I figured would happen is what happened. Scooty, did you um, were you surprised by anything? I well, I felt like I would see more of the crowd thumping in unison to something. I think I that's what I was surprised. I didn't see more of that. There's no crowd thumping. Yes. Thumping in unison. Yes. Is like, what did you, you see felt the vid- was lacking. Thump, 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 yeah. Did you did you happen to see by chance the um this has nothing to do with WVU, the Auburn opening that they did? No. Uh, did not. This, this past week. Oh man, if you get a chance, Google that Auburn, I think it was Auburn, uh opening chant, like where the fans were chanting to the to the Queen into the uh, seventh nation seven nation army or whatever the that song, like it was crazy. It was pretty cool. Uh, anyway, Johnson, I want to hear what your surprising thing was. I want to hear what you like. What shocked you about the game? Yeah, well, not shocking, I guess, but I I do agree with you guys both. I mean, we I think we did watch largely what we thought we were going to watch. I I don't disagree, Guido, but there was one thing that I thought I was surprised, and that was, you know, we we talk a lot about our offensive line. Uh, Guido, you're a big Zach Frazier fan. You know, we. We talk about them to the point where I think we take it for granted as we think that's a strong suit, you know, running the ball. Right. But I was I was genuinely like, oh, okay, they're they're winning this line of scrimmage here a bit. You know, they're shoving these Penn State guys around a little bit on these running plays. Now pass blocking, ask me about that later. But on running plays, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's hard to figure out what you learn from a game like this. Cause I think we were punching above our weight class so much, you know, trying to make this work Saturday, but I was pleasantly surprised that they were, they were lining up and getting a lot of positive yards. And I think anytime they wanted to do that rugby scrum, um, you know, they were successful. Now I know you got people pushing Garrett green from behind, but they're still getting a lot of leverage up front. I. Uh, I thought that was I like I was happy about that. I liked that. I think that's something that I hope comes in handy in the next 11 games, you know. I think that was something I was pleasantly surprised about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think between his play and the amount of screen time he got during the game, yeah, he I would did get a lot of screen Zach, time, didn't Zach he? Fra- yeah, Zach Frazier's screen time was was very high. I think you know, nationally televised game, pretty big. His draft stock had to rise a little bit. He looked good, like good play, so uh, good on him. But, yeah, I think the line looked good. I mean, you know, uh, other than that, I hate to say this, guys, but it was it was pretty, like, it was like pretty standard fare, on a wasn't sandwich. It? Yeah, yeah, pretty, well, vanilla, like that offense, I don't know that you can get more basic, can you? It's not even vanilla, fellas. It's, it's tofu. It's tofu. What would be, like sugar-free like what would be the it is it is um 
tofu. It's, it's like, like the Coke. It's like the Coke Zero of offensive play calling, isn't it? It's like no Coke Zero actually. There's some okay. flavor there. No, it's uh, it is. I like Scooty comparing it to coagulated soy milk. Like that's what oh, tofu. Okay. Like it's just all right. You like, know, there's nothing there. Like it's it's and to be honest with you, if I'm being it's it's embarrassing to watch screenplay after screenplay. I think we threw the ball maybe three or four times farther than five yards it feels yeah, like and that I mean, and that scoot felt like that was really only in junk time yeah right? i right. mean that was really games decided what it, it was something like we had 120 something yards passing until the end of the fourth quarter and then like yeah. that last series we threw a little bit but it's everything is played right at the line of scrimmage and it looks kind of good like i don't i mean i don't want to say goofy but like it just feels like amateur hour when well, it comes can to I, can i interject something right there because i was thinking about this yesterday guido nothing looks so you were like you know i think we saw what we expected to see when i when i say that i specifically think of i expect like nothing looks very well architected like nothing looks pretty well buttoned up on the offensive side so let me let me give you an example on both sides on the offensive side nothing looks particularly schemed or anything, but there's enough general athleticism. Like there's enough Garrett green runs fast. CJ Donaldson is a good running back. The line is strong that they just sort of make it serviceable and find some first downs on, on the defensive side of the ball. Nothing looks buttoned up, but there's enough general, like Lee Kopka is a man, uh, Jonathan Martin, and the guys up front were kind of getting pressure. Sean. I liked that too. Like there's enough general athleticism over there too, that they just sort of, in spite of that, make it work. But compare that to like, uh, we were texting. So I know you guys were watching it too. I was watching a bit of the Florida state LSU game last night in Florida state. I don't know who calls plays for, you know, I don't know them enough to know who is their offensive coordinator, but you don't see anything like where you're watching that game and the ball is snapped and then you watch a play develop and you're like, wow, that was clever. And you saw it happening, you know, like for, a, and they'll, and they would gash LSU for maybe 10 yards or something. And you saw it happen. Like there's no, when you watch us against Penn state and I know people are like Penn state's Penn state is suddenly the best football team ever. If you read Twitter, they're just the best thing ever. Like, I think they're good, but nothing on our side of the ball looked very well like schemed or planned or, you know, I just don't, it's sort of like, I don't know, let's try this. And well, hopefully something, I don't happens. know a lot as far as offensive plays go, but like when you move those three guys, I forget which three they were, but we had the, they start on the left side and then they all like the triples all move over to the right side and you see that play happen. And then you know what's coming. You do it again. Maybe not the play right after that, but two plays after that, and it's the exact same yeah. thing. Like at what point, and you know, like you can see it coming a mile away. Yeah. Like at what point, if you're a defensive coordinator from the other team, you're like, they're going to try this again. Yeah. All right. Like, Go ahead. Okay. It didn't work well the first time. Let's try it again. I was thinking the same thing, Scooty. Like I, my so my son plays flag football, right? And they have like four plays. Like that's it. It you know because they're ten year olds and they can't remember you know, yesterday, let alone, you know, plays. And so they have like four or eight plays that they run. And that's what West Virginia felt like. It felt like 
we saw the same play over and over again, swap sides, you know, whatever it might be. But let's let's talk about one other thing, Johnson. Let's talk about the fact that Neil Brown had his thumb on the trick play button like a little too much in this game. Well, kind of weird, wasn't it? Like I I like like I don't want to criticize going forward on fourth down. I actually liked that. I mean, what the heck, you know, like and there were a couple fourth downs where I think everyone watching was like, yeah, you got to go for it here. But I'm not sure you had to do the things that we ended up doing. We did some really odd like you need two yards. You have this freight train in the backfield and some pretty competent blockers. Let's let's run a like a flea flicker type thing for a loss. You know what? Well, I don't know. Things looked so odd on those attempts. It just looked shouldn't, so bungled. Shouldn't your fourth down plays, your fourth and one, your fourth and two, shouldn't those be things that are like when you know your your basketball coach draws up a almost a guaranteed out of bounds basket play right you've got to come up with your hey i know we're going to get our two yards off of this thing because it hits nine out of ten times we're going to get something yeah it's probably not, not what you want to be like and... let's let's run the starting quarterback from the backfield over to the slot and then let's run our backup quarterback who hasn't really done anything yet in this game uh he's going to start in the shotgun so he's already five yards deeper and then run him to the left and hope good things happen. Well, didn't you feel bad for me? I, I felt bad for Nico. Cause it's like, Hey world meet Nico Martial. And this is the way you meet him, you know, like getting <laughs> his face planted <laughs> in the ground. On let's some have weird... your five foot six, 170 pound starting quarterback block for him as you, yeah. you know, come on, it was what are weird. we doing? Well, you know, Jake Lance over at smoking musket broke it down a little bit. And I think he made some good points. Like, it wasn't a horrible like idea, but it was just, I don't know. It wasn't executed well, very they, well, but, he, but even so and stuff, right? Yeah. And I, it, so that's a good read if you haven't checked that out, but I think it's, it was a weird choice in both occasions where you really needed, you didn't, you know, you didn't need a tremendous amount of yards. It was a weird, it was a weird thing to do. It was a weird thing to watch. Well, that two point conversion was stupid. The ring around the rosy. It worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Well, we were texting, though. I think, (laughs) you know, like when the when the defending Super Bowl champions do the ring around the rosy because like they make playing at the highest level of football look fun and easy and they do it, you know, you kind of watch it and you're like, oh, that's that's they're having fun when you have fumbled the bag in front of like 107,000 enemy fans all game. And then you pull that out. I was like, Oh boy, this is like a, like oh, if yeah. I'm a player in that ring around the rose, like I'm look, you think like, they're looking at each it. other? Like I'm I can't believe it. he's asking us to do this right now. Like I'm not doing it. Like, come on. That would be, Oh, that would feel so weird. It worked, but I mean, it would, that it worked. That had to feel yes. like, yeah. I mean, we were texting each other during that moment and we were all kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> like, like what were we down at you that know. point we were down 20 21 well yeah, that that made it 31 to 15 i think yeah right yeah. So, so that like what are you like oh, it's just and so look all things considered guido like if we step back a minute you know we're always gonna pick at stuff because we watch the game play by play and then we get on here and talk about it like we're always gonna pick it apart but i think stepping back a minute you know when when we were sitting there at 31 to like look 14 to 7 at the half anyone would have taken that and 31 15 toward the end of the game. You know, I, 
I I don't want to get like fly off the handle and criticize everything. I think what I was disappointed in, like overall fine. We like you said at the top, we felt like that's where this game was going to go and that's where it went. I think I was just a little disappointed because to be honest, it was kind of there for a while. Like it felt like the it. opportunity was there to do some stuff, you know, and it just felt like to your point about the blandness of the offense and stuff, you know, it just felt like you know, you didn't think you were going to be here, but there's actually an opportunity here. It would, it would be cool to see you be clever or creative or, uh, you know, like try to take advantage of it. It was there, I think, for a, for a bit. Well, and so let's just talk about a little, a few individual performances, I guess. And, and I, I want to start at the quarterback position, start with Garrett Green. And, and, and Scoot, you, you've been praising and talking about how Garrett needs to be the starter. We, I called it, I said that, you know, he was going to be, uh, I know that there was all that, you know, talk last week in the media and Neil Brown not naming a name. And I don't know what he was. I don't know who he was trying to trick, I guess. But I mean, there were parts of Green's game that I thought looked good. Like he's definitely mobile. He definitely can move around. I mean, he he had 15 rushing attempts like, you know, he had 71 yards, which I think we would take from a quarterback if they could complete, you know, more than 160 yards passing. I think that's where it kind of falls off for me like and i and i don't know the, the problems with the passing game i don't know if that's garrett if that's play calling if that's you're only doing you know two yard bubble screens you know you're not getting the opportunity to throw i mean he completed 16 passes but only for 162 yards so his longest was that what was it 37 yard pass to uh, Devin Carter, but other than that, like everything else was like that was the the floater. Yeah, yeah that was that, that was floater. like a pop. That was like fielding a pop fly, sort of. Yeah, right. So it's like I don't know what to think. You know, and this week at Duquesne's not going to show you anything else. I, I I like the fact that he's mobile. I like the fact that he can get out and run around. Um, I don't know what else there. I mean, it was just there was nothing exciting about it. Is that is that fair to say, Scoot? No, uh, there is definitely nothing exciting. Like I I. Am probably Neil Brown's biggest critic, at least on this podcast, and maybe in life. I'm not really sure, but um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, there's like I'm just so depressed. It's a depressing feeling. Like I don't feel like there's a lot of offensive edge. Like I, I was just thinking a little while ago. Like I miss the. Uh, the Dana Holgerson towel cobras where you needed to like, Hey, we don't want anyone to see what we're calling because with Neil Brown, it doesn't really matter if you know what we're calling. Cause we, you know what we're calling. Like you don't need a towel cobra. You just call uh, a screen or it's uh we're, we're going to maybe call a pass play, but it's really not going to be a pass. I guess you would call that an RPO, but it's not RPO. It's tell me what you thought. Tell me what you thought about, I had the I had this weird feeling and I I don't think I text you guys about it but it I think it was in the post game Neil Brown really defended Garrett Green and I had this moment of melancholy like oh no like it felt weird like I felt like if if he's getting endorsed by Neil Brown, it brings down his stock. His his stock just drops. Yeah, like, I, was, I, like I had the you know we're we we've had a running joke of like it doesn't really matter what Garrett does, we'll see him do something really inventive and like really athletic, and then Neil will say something like you know, 
I didn't like the way he read the safety or so, you know, some benign, like what? And in this, in this Penn state post game, he was saying stuff like, you know, no, the guy can throw. If you're saying the guy can't throw, then, you know, that's just crazy. And he's really defending him. And I had this moment, Guido, of like, this is weird. This feels weird. And I don't know if I like it or not. Like, I don't know what to make of all that. Well, and I mean, he was 16 for 27. So, like, I think in normal circumstances, when you look at that completion percentage, you're like, Okay, I'll take that. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I mean, no Drew fumbles, Lahr was... no interceptions. I mean, it's hard yeah, to like. I, I like the. I really do like Garrett Green, and I like. I want him. I've wanted him to be successful for three years now. Um, I feel bad for him in the sense that he's never really gotten a true opportunity to be successful, and now it feels like he's getting an opportunity to be successful only because. Neil Brown's like, well, I guess I don't have any other choice now, but I've got to play this guy because he's just been sitting here for a while. And I've, I, I just feel like he feels, uh, I don't know, compelled to play well, him. It does kind of make you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, it does kind of make you feel that way. So I like, and I like Donaldson. Um, I don't know that he, ha- I mean, he's, he's a great running back. He needs, it'd be nice if he was thunder and we had a lightning, right? So I don't know that we have a lightning. Because I think you need a guy that kind of offsets that type of running style. Well, um, don't you think, Guido, back to your question, though, I think, like, I'm not upset with Garrett Green. I think I'm just a little, I think I'm just continuing to feel like, I, I don't think he's all that set up for success, really. You know, you were saying, like, is it play calling? Is it this? I, I don't think, back to what we were saying, everything feels so basic that I don't think there's nothing to stretch the field. Everyone plays at the line of scrimmage. So I, I'll tell you maybe a better way to say it is I find myself wondering, like Scoot said it a second ago, I think we should run an RPO. And I think we do. I think we do run an RPO, but there are moments of the game where I'm like, was that, an, was that our, like, it doesn't look like a, it doesn't look like it feels correct or like, I think it's an RPO, but it like, you would think that you can still be creative, you know, like let's say you don't expect Eric green to throw for 300 yards. You have all this talent around your block, your run blocking and CJ Donaldson. I think they even have some other running backs that I think are, you know, we saw them in spots uh, Saturday that were good. And I think green can obviously run. It feels like you can still be creative. And I find myself, uh, even last year, you know, the tail end of last year and then in this Penn State game. And I know Penn State's formidable, but you you still feel like he's just turning and handing the ball and there's no like, you know, he can run. He feels like you could still be creative with it. Let me ask this question. And this is maybe, maybe I'm way off on how I feel, like my perception of things. I feel like we are, we've, we're being coached. Our our team has been put together as if we are still Troy. Like we're that mid-major program. We're a Conference USA team. And those teams are going to have some success against – you're going to, you know, you're going to win a game or two here that you don't usually think you're going to win. But by and large, our results have been – it's as if – it's as if he's still at Troy – and when we do get a win against a good team, it's kind of like, whoa, that's unusual. You don't expect that. But then we can't replicate it week after week. It's 
like you just kind of fall off again the next week. You know, you games that you think you're going to win, you're probably not going to win. It just it feels it feels as though we've not we're not being coached to the level that we need to be coached to and we may not have the the personnel at you know the the, the and it's not it's not stars, right? It doesn't stars only mean things when you're in high school. It's we don't have that explosive skill. Now, I think the offensive line did well. They should do well. They probably have a combined uh, age of like oh, yeah. 120 or something because they're all <laughs> yeah, they're all like they're all seniors, right? So, I mean, they yeah. they should do well. Um, but if we didn't have that, if you have just a you know, or God forbid, one or two of those guys gets injured, you're looking at a way different situation just because we don't have the experience I don't, I don't i don't know i just well let me and let me ask you this and this is this was i'll give you an example of one of the things that i was a little i don't know i won't say surprised i was just confused by which is like we knew uh, for the wide receivers we knew that devin carter was probably going to be the number one receiver he was the big you know pull that we got he was the big transfer portal we got but you look at a guy like justin johnson jr right who took a lot of snaps last year who had nine like 98 balls were thrown to him last year uh, he's been in the program now for like he saw nothing. He saw zero. The ball didn't come anywhere near him. Um, so it's just like it, I'm I'm with Scooty on the fact that like I can't be critical of Garrett Green because I don't think Garrett Green is being put into positions where he could be. I, I don't think he was unsuccessful, but I don't think he's put into positions where he can be successful. Like I don't think he's being given the opportunity to throw those. 20 yard post routes or those, you know, and those 30 yard, you know, corner throw. I, he's not, he's not getting that opportunity. And I think I, I, I kind of disagree with you, Scooty. I think the personnel might be there. Like, I think we're fair. I, I know that we had 10 different guys line up in wide receiver positions. You know, we, I think we have some decent wide receivers, some guy, names we don't know, some names we might know. I mean, every time Preston Fox uh, makes a catch, it seems like it's an exciting catch. Like he always make, and I don't know if that's just him or, but I mean, I feel like he always makes exciting catches, but he only gets one attempt a game, you know. So I, I don't know. Well, you say press. You said Preston Fox, right? Right. Uh, and then somebody tweeted this earlier, and we had kind of passed it around in our text thread. He's a walk on, a former walk on. Yet, right. We've got Neil Brown's probably his one of his highest ever recruits. And you're in a season where it's kind of make it or break it for Neil Brown, right? Like if he let's, if it, if, I mean, I don't know how many other publications need to say that he's on the hottest seat in the Big Twelve, but he's on a hot seat. Whether yes. whether it's a hot seat where something actually happens, or if it's just a perpetual hot seat, I don't know. But <laughs> he's on this hot seat. Like, hey man, you're playing for your career. Like you're coaching for your career, not playing. I guess. You're, well, you're talking about not seeing Rodney Gallagher. Like, yeah, why is that guy not on the field? Like, he's uh, by all accounts a potential generational talent for college football. He can play both sides of the ball. He's an athlete. We don't know what he really is position wise. Well, it it just seems Guido. It seems Guido like some things just never change like you never i think that's another thing watching the penn state game i i know the competition is formidable but there's there are certain things that 
are just a theme year after year, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the defensive secondary. Do we have to? Uh, I mean, it was it was just I I feel like uh you know Todd Blackledge and people on the call for that game were really all over the Penn State quarterback singing his praises, but for for me sitting there watching the game, I thought we let him off like we gave him a pretty soft like welcome to the starting position at Penn State type of a game because he didn't have to do a whole lot. The the defensive secondary looks so out of place and so just I don't know every every reception it felt like people were not even in the area code like on there was one score I think uh, I don't know who it was tweeted out after the after the score to make it 31 I think the closest defender was an edge rusher you know what I mean like there was there were times of the game where you were like I don't even know where the secondary is and so that's to me frustrating when I I know that we're all in unison saying well look the schedule gets easier well to me the the offenses get more creative in the big 12 the the people that sling the ball around are teams we're going to play later on you know it doesn't make me feel very good to watch that against Penn State who I think is probably a bit more even conservative you know they're going to probably try to pound you more than than Big 12 offenses are. It makes me cringe a little bit to think of how that's going to fare in conference. It feels, ugh, I don't know. It doesn't feel good. It, it, do, it does feel, ugh. Is, is, that's a good way of putting it because I don't, and I agree with you, Johnson, like it's a, you would think a Big 10 offense is going to be a little bit more three yards in a cloud of dust than what we're going yeah, to see when right. we travel to Texas Tech or we play, you know, Oklahoma. Um, so that I think I worry, I definitely worry a little bit about that. There needs to, there needs to be, you know, some improvement, Scooty, on the on the defense. And that's why I brought up, you know, the I thought the defensive front did a good job getting pressure on him. I think he would have had even more success had they not been able to get to him. I was thankful they were at least able to rush him at points of the game but yeah to me that was a a glaring thing is scoot i have to steal your what did you say it's the should don't cover anyone brown defense yeah that's what it feels like once again this season. can we can we talk about uh can we talk about one thing though that uh really upset the apple cart with this game throughout the nation yeah can we talk can we talk about the one thing that penn state scoring that junk touchdown <laughs> with what with six six minutes uh, uh, yeah six, six seconds their back with their backup quarterback right, too, right? Yeah. it was what's his name bo bo uh, parabola i don't even remember what his name was <laughs> anyways is it a parabola uh, like a Pribula, math equation yes it is pribula i think was his name Pri- yeah uh, anyway anyways <laughs> parabola. That put that put uh penn state on uh to cover yeah on that game so 20 and a half points and that that helped them cover yeah with six seconds left i i saw a lot of people complaining i'm gonna be honest in the moment i didn't even i mean i knew of that because we had talked about it but it i don't know it didn't feel i didn't really have a big reaction to it i already don't like penn state so it was like yeah that feels like them i mean but it did the game was in hand I don't know. I didn't really have I'm a just, big reaction. I'm just saying all, all, all the gamblers were pretty upset. I didn't get too upset. Um, I I mean, is it kind of 
it doesn't feel good, right? It it's not a good feeling, like as no, far it's as gamesmanship. But I mean, and, right. James Franklin is a douche. I mean, that, so, I just it feels very on brand for them. I mean, S- it's, Guido SVP called it out in his bad beats because it was so like toward the end of the game. Like it's not great, but you know, is there? And you guys know this, and in, in polling and in, in the polls, is there? You know, some credence to how how big a point oh, spread yeah. between no, the wins no and doubt. losses are, right? So if yeah. you're seventh in the country and you only beat, you know, right. WVU by 14 Let's make points this look whatever, a little better. Wanna, right, yeah. right, right. No, I'm not saying the kid had money on the game. I'm just saying that, like, you know, there was it was it was pretty rough. Yeah, pretty it was convenient, going. wasn't it, to score that? I'll, I'll, all in all, guys, I mean, I think that, you know, the 38-15 final score is about where I expected I mean, it to right. be. We, that's what we thought, right? I mean, we felt like that line was accurate, and that's pretty much what happened. And you got to keep in mind, they missed two field goals, so right. probably could have been bigger than that. Yes. Right. That is true. Um, so WVU now travels back to Morgantown, gets to play next weekend against F- FCS game um, against Duquesne. Uh, and it, so with it being a FCS game, there are no odds. There's no spread, right? They don't, you can't bet. They don't, they don't put betting lines out for those. Um, I, what's WVU have to do, uh, to make this game not an embarrassment? Excuse wow. me. Like, what do they have a, to do? They, you ha- they definitely have to win. Well, uh, but I mean, I don't, is that in question? Like there, there's not, there's no question that they're, they're definitely going to win this game. I mean, no, it should be. It shouldn't be in question. Um, but like I said, like I feel that while, yes, we are a Power 5 team, I don't know that we necessarily operate like a Power 5 team, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, look at our record here in the last – we're five and – like it feels like we're five and whatever for the last five years. So it's going to be – it may be closer than we'd like it to be. Um, we should win. I mean, if we don't win, ew, I, I mean, don't know. you saw you saw Oregon win what eighty one to three against an FCS team. Right. You saw we, you you're know, not going to see that. You are not like, gonna, you, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see eighty one to th- no, no, no. You think you'll see three touchdowns? Will they win by three touchdowns? Uh, I think that's possible. I could four see, touchdowns. No, I don't know about that. So four touchdowns is like your iffy line. The over under for you is. Is three and a half touchdowns. Like I could see something like a fifty to twenty-five, or a fifty to twenty-one. No, twenty-five. Like. You think they're going to? I mean, that's a weird number. I'm just, I'm just saying, on. like a twenty-five. I could see maybe twenty-one to thirty-point difference. No, I can see like a forty-two ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. But what? I'd, like, listen, have you seen du- our defense? Duquesne beat uh Guido, division two edinburgh i'm assuming not from i'm assuming they didn't make the trip <laughs> the from fighting, scotland uh, what is what is edinburgh Scotty, Scotty, do you know they're the fighting scotty the fighting scott are they really yeah. fighting scotty that's yeah, kind of scotty. awesome a, d2 school just north of pittsburgh oh okay yeah, just north of pittsburgh right well i you know i i think a game like this i'm with scoot because i think after halftime they'll WVU will like, I think Nico gets a lot of play. I think, you know, I think we see a lot of people on the field that maybe wouldn't normally be out there. So I don't think, I think a three touchdown gap is probably where I'd put it as well. Honestly. So Scooty, um, really what we need to be concerned about is the running back for Duquesne, 
104 yards in the last game. Uh, he goes by the name Taj, T-A-T-A-J, Taj Butts is his name. Taj Butts. And uh, Taj Butts, nine carries for 104 yards, averaging 11 yards a carry. Let's talk about, uh, tell me, do you know anything about their passing game, Guido? So they had three quarterbacks play against the Fighting Scots. Um, Darius Parates, Parates maybe, uh, seems to be their starter. He was 7 for 13 for 135 yards. So in seven passes, he threw almost as much as Garrett Green did with two touchdowns. Um, then they have a guy named Matthew Robinson, and then they, they had another guy, Jordan Heisley, uh, played a little. So, I mean, again, I don't think you're going to see anything spectacular. I'm just – I think letting them score 20 points, 21-plus points, three touchdowns, is a little scary. Even if you're talking about our, you know, whatever, the guys that aren't on scholarship, the walk-ons playing in the fourth I, uh, quarter. Like, I, I guess, don't know, man. I mean, that secondary that we trotted out there does not give me any kind of confidence whatsoever. Well, I think, Guido, it's hard, though, isn't it, to, you know, I kind of hate these games because, like, you don't really learn. Like, I don't really think I learned a whole lot from watching us play Penn State other than Penn State's on a different level, you know, and I already knew that. And now we're going to watch us play Duquesne. I don't know that you really learn anything pushing Duquesne around. I I think I'm waiting on this pit game. That's really what I'm waiting on. I, I'm waiting on this pit game. I I think this is going to be um, Scoot. You'll I think what you will be delighted to, what you'll be um, treated to in this Duquesne game is beating Duquesne in the most boring way possible. Like all the stuff you just talked about, about the, the uh, tofu or whatever you were, that's right. going to be, it's going to be the tofu attack against Duquesne. Like you're going to win and you're going to maybe pile some points up, but it's going to be the most boring. Would you call it the, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let me think of something. I can see the wheels something turning. All I could soy. come up with was uh, tofu attack. The uh, uh, tofu attack. Uh, soy raid. You yeah. want to call it the soy raid? Maybe. <laughs> oh, soy. <laughs> uh, um, I don't. So let me ask you this question. Do you think it's a situation? This is like preposterous, I think, on, you know, in a vacuum, it would be ridiculous to think it this way. But do you think it's a situation where we could come out and really do well against Duquesne and then lead and take that, like, false sense of, like, well, that first oh, game yes, was just definitely. kind of anomaly. You already know the and answer to this, Scoot. We're yes. going to play Pitt, and we're going to have this false sense of bravado. Yes. Right. Yes. You already know the answer before you ask. Because we did that. That's a LIU game all over again, right? That's yeah, a right. That's a because pe the people I can't tell you how much uh, how frustrated I got reading tweets Guido that were essentially like I'm really proud of us because say. we didn't turn the we hung in yeah, there guys we gave him a game and hung in there <laughs> and handled the environment you know like talking like yeah. we're some Mac and program or something pit at home so we're gonna just take that over. and then lump on this good performance we're bound to have against duquesne and all those people will be like man we're eight nine wins and uh we're on it here at pit big win <laughs> that's what you're gonna see that's what you're asking scoot and i'm saying yes affirmative that's what's gonna happen it's not like i so let's say we're one and two what happens anything no 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually, I know we talked about it last week. I'm now, after thinking about it more and more, I'm 100% in Neil Brown as the coach for the season yeah. camp. Like, he doesn't, there's no firing Neil Brown after game four. No. He could be one, he could go in, he could be one and nine, you know, and he's not getting fired until the end of the well, season. Well, and Guido, look, what did we talk about last week? And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I, you know, I railed on there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad in this schedule. We talked about it last week. Then this weekend, what did we do? We showcased the bad. Like right. Texas Tech goes to Wyoming and loses in Laramie. Uh, Baylor loses to some team, Texas State or something. And then Texas uh, State. I think yeah. BYU scored a fourth quarter touchdown to make it 14 nothing against Sam Houston State. I mean, like, and we could go on. Houston barely beat Texas San Antonio. I think they're called the Road Runners or something. I don't know. It was like a, a last weekend I, when we were doing our show. I was like, I think there's a lot of bad on this schedule. Then they actually played some games this week, and I was like, oh man, confirmation of the bad. Like, there's so if Neil Brown, like, if there was ever any saving grace for Coach Brown, it's like there's a lot of bad out here, and he's bound to. Wins. I still think Guido. I don't know if you're. I know we did our picks last week. I still think he's going to find a way to five wins now. Like especially seeing this stuff over the weekend. And do you? I mean, are you still? I don't know if I can stay true to the fact that like I think the university's smart enough. If he doesn't take him to a bowl game, and it's only five wins, you think he still stays coach for another yeah, year? I'm, you think af- he makes I'm afraid, year? Scoot. I still think that because well, I think yes. I don't see the impetus. Like well, I, I think, think they'll yes. be like, eh, roll he was on. close. Yeah, he was a, right. He was a play away, just like we got. From you know the pit game and all these other things, he was just one play away, or you know if this ball gets caught or this play. Now listen, I will say this: we didn't have too many penalties. Um, if you think about the game, we didn't have any turnovers. Uh, you throw some of those things into the mix because we're going to have those things. Uh, that could change how our season goes too. Like you, you start to get a little bit sloppy. Uh, you start to you know turn the ball over. Some of those games that we thought would be wins could be a lot closer or could be losses. So, I don't know. Uh, but we also didn't force any fumbles. No. No, know? well, we don't create we, any. Like, there's no – like, I don't think teams fear us whatsoever. What would you fear? Right. Like, Well, and I think that's what I'm saying. Like, it's 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 great that we're proud that we didn't give any fumbles up. We didn't throw any interceptions. But we also didn't force any. We weren't there to get any interceptions. So – I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, the, 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 so, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it tofu, uh, you want to call what it, do you the, want to the, call it, Scoot? Soy raid? Soy raid is the one that wins for me so far. I mean, it's just not, it's, it, and I think that we're going to come through this game this week against Duquesne. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like we need to win by four touchdowns to make me feel good about the team. Like, I think it needs to be. So if we don't, what happens? What do you think? Then? Nothing happens. I'm just saying that I think that if we go, I think if we don't win by by at least. Let's I say mean, I think you got to win by 10. at least 30. You, ha- you have to win by at least 30 uh, against this team. If you don't win against th- this team at 30, like I look at Pitt and I go, there, there's, I mean, I know Pitt's not great this year, but they, I mean, they still beat Wofford. And I think. I think that it, it's just takes so much energy out if we're like, oh, we won by two touchdowns. We won by like I think people will, will be excited at twenty one points or eighteen points, and I'll be like, that's ridiculous. You're playing a team, you know, that isn't even a Division One team. I didn't even know they had football. Yeah, I didn't even. I I didn't. I was actually. I actually when I saw it on the schedule, I had to go look to see if they were FCS or if they were actually a Division Two team. Like I, I was not even, you know. 
So I think that's where I'm at. Like I think West Virginia's got to got to put 30 plus up on this team to win, uh, to feel that it's a respectful win. Like I think they have to. I think you got to win 50 odd to teens. Like I think you have to. Well, we'll see. I I think it's not designed to score a lot though. Guido. Like I I don't know. I don't feel like it's capable of doing that. Maybe I hope, but. It doesn't feel that and way. I get, and I, you know, I think that's, I think I look at next week and if, if we, Scooty, play the same bland offense that we had, and let's say the defense looks okay against a bunch of Division II kids, and, or sorry, not Division II, FCS kids. See, I even still think they're Division II. Um, I, I just don't, like, we, next week when we're talking about it and we're prepping for this pit game, like, I just, I think that we're going to be like, oh, we're going to get killed by pit. And then I think if you don't win Pitt, I think you lose the fans, right? I well, I don't know. I mean, I, they're 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 diehards that will always be there. They're the Twitter crazies that will always be there. But like, I think it's downhill after. What's that. funny is, and I and I think it's it's sad. So let's let's think back to previous coaching staffs, right? Like when Rich Rod would play a team like this, it was like everything they could do to keep the game going four quarters because that other team would probably want to just right. right? It would right. be like 85 to like three <laughs> right. and he's still looking to score. Right. Dana Holgerson, right. kind of the same way. It, the score differentials right. probably weren't as big, but like Rich Rod, like Rich Rod could care less. Like we were going to pound those teams. This like, I can't say that the thought of maybe this being a close game or potentially losing this game has like entered my mind. Like, I mean, it's if we lose this game, like I'm already doom and gloom. Like, what am I going to be if we lose oh, this game? If we if we lose this game, and the fact it'll be bad. I'm even mentioning that. Like, Inter- you, entertaining the thought, you would never entertain the thought. Well, we said it last game. week, but to me, I think that's the you know, Guido. You're asking like, does anything happen? I think that's the only way you'd ever have something quickly happen is if something crazy like that happened. You'd have. Yeah, the guillotine falling, but I don't see that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. And I think it. I'm still look at Thanksgiving. I think Neil Brown is still your coach. <laughs> I think he's still your coach, and I think he's well on his way to being your coach next next Listen, year. Does too. he get a Christmas tree for his cheat lake residence? <laughs> I, mean, I think he does. I think he does. So we're on Christmas tree watch. We're on Christmas tree watch. If you see the Browns. Out cutting down a tree this this fall, you'll know. He's staying. All right. Well, listen, WVU plays Duquesne Saturday. That game is 6 p.m. at Milan Pushkar Stadium back in Morgantown. Uh, if you want to watch it, you got to pull out your wallet because it's on ESPN Plus. So you got to either subscribe to one of those 17 million different ways to get it, but it's not on your uh, it's not on your cable box, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ESPN Plus. I, I I haven't even seen. They haven't released yet who will be doing the play by play. I always find the espn plus announcers super entertaining so uh always a delight always a delight musburger skewed what do you think about uh nestler what do you like uh soy strike or what Uh, about um, the uh tofu offensive or maybe that, that could be. Um, <laughs> Did you throw those in the chat, GPT? You you went in the chat, I'm, GPT. I'm and just. Try to get I'm, I'm, we we uh, run that that uh, that uh, tactical tofu is what we tactical do. tofu. Tactical tofu. Yeah. I like that. Uh, uh, tapioca attack. 
I don't know. Yeah, we got to come up with something. Soy raid uh, is the one that isn't my leader in the clubhouse right now. Yeah, I'll have something by next week. We'll I'll get you something. I you, like it. You'll see. You'll after after you watch this Duquesne game. You'll yes. Ugh. So. It'll give you. It'll give you time to think. It'll give you time to think for sure. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, check us out online. You can find us on uh, Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, just look for Got Your Ears On or at Got Your Ears. Uh, you can also check out our website, Johnson, GotYourEarsOn.com. It's the hub of everything about us. You can check out our website. We've got uh, the latest links to the show there. You can click through to the merch store, and any notes that we put together, we'll post them up there. So check it all out. we got to get that uh, those uh, Tofu Air Raid Tofu Attack yes. shirts up on the merch we sh- store. Yes, we, we, yeah, we do that. need to do that. Soy Raid uh, shirts. All right. Well, listen, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. WVU plays Duquesne this Saturday, 6 p.m. Milan Pushkar Stadium. So don't forget to check that out. And don't forget to check us out because you've been listening to Got Your Ears On.